0: This is Digital Breakthroughs, putting the spotlight on cutting edge digital marketing strategies for your business with your host, CEO of industry-recognized digital marketing and social media agency, National Positions, Bernard May.
1: Welcome everybody to the Digital Breakthroughs podcast. I am really excited to welcome a whole panel of National Positions experts to chat with me today about the upcoming 2020 holiday season. I'm really interested to hear from the panel about all the changes they're expecting this holiday season. My goal is to find out what we need to do to prepare for the holidays and what's going to be different and what will stay the same. So let me start out by introducing our panel. I'm going to start with Matt Erickson. Matt is the director of marketing and national positions. He has an over a decade of marketing experience in the consumer entertainment and information security industries. And Matt's interest in marketing stems from his fascination with behavioral psychology and creative design. Welcome, Matt.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Great. And then next is Courtney Pierce. Courtney heads out our lead strategy and operations efforts at national positions. Besides being a Google and Amazon expert, Courtney is a very avid hiker. And if you're ever in Southern California and you want to go on a great hike, Courtney is your person. Welcome, Courtney. (laughs) Uh, and then we've got Scott McCutcheon. Uh, Scott's one of our lead Google and paid social experts. Um, not only has he a passion for Google and Facebook and Instagram, he's also a punk rock and underground music enthusiast. Scott, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for including me.
1: Great. So I'm going to just jump into our first question. And uh, this is the one that I'm sure all of our audience uh, uh, are interested in is you know how has COVID nineteen impacted online marketing? So maybe I'll start with you, Matt. How how has that uh, impacted people online? It's I don't know I don't know an aspect that it hasn't
2: affected when it comes to online. I mean especially you know from a from a consumer standpoint. I mean we're all even though we're in the business we're all consumers also. So there's definitely a portion of our purchasing activity that has shifted online whether we're using Amazon more or we're trying to buy and then pick up because they don't want to go in the store, or if you're in California, we're all in Los Angeles, don't want to gamble if we have to wait in lines to go in stores, you know, so that definitely has affected, you know, our purchasing activity. But just from a, you know, from a, from a marketing standpoint, from a business standpoint, that uh, the, the discovery that most of us had being out in the world, a lot of that has been, you know. For all intents and purposes chopped off at the knee. You know, we don't get to do that as much as we used to. So we're searching more on our, you know, on our devices, but we're also searching more on our desktop devices or our laptops because we're at home more often, so we may not have to be driving to find what we want, or if we're gonna order food at home, you know, we'll just order from home and we're not uh, we're not always relying on this nearly as much as maybe we had to before. So I know at least from my perspective and the company's perspective we've definitely seen a a shift to going uh, rather than how do we drive people into our retail locations? It's like, okay, how do we get them to our digital storefronts to, to close more opportunities that way?
1: Um, This is really, you know, as you said, impacted everyone in a very significant way. Um, I heard this comment recently. There's, everyone knows what FOMO is fear of missing out. Um, But there's this new, uh, this new concept called Faux go, the fear of going out. And I think that goes and that talks to exactly what you're saying, Matt. Uh, people are yeah. scared to go out. People are trying to do a lot more online. Um, Scott, did you want to uh, weigh in on this? How, how's yeah. COVID impacted 2020? Uh, I mean, and just one thing I've been kind of keeping a close eye on is just
0: looking at Shopify stock. I mean, it really reflects how businesses have responded to COVID. Um, looking at March 19th, when things have really slowed down, that's when California went into full lockdown, um, and up until yesterday, uh, the stock has seen a 176% increase in their share prices. Um, so that, in and of itself, is is quite telling. More people are being forced and pushed into a digital presence, even if they you know haven't considered it previously. And although more states are relaxing their restrictions and More businesses are opening up, Um, you know, people, it it just has forced people to consider those alternatives. And many have made this transition um, with great success, both through their own entrepreneurial uh, spirit or through the assistance of agencies like ours. And it's also pushed some older demographics who may have been slow to adopt online shopping, uh, maybe outside the big players like Amazon um, who are looking for those niche products that maybe they were only able to find at um, you know a local store that's been shut down since? So it's it's um, and and people are having a positive buying experience. You know there there is a lot of uncertainty and doubt maybe for uh, some of these consumers purchasing off of you know some company's website, but they're they're getting their products and and they're happy. So
1: um, yeah, it's been really interesting to watch. Great and. Yeah, so interesting to watch, you know, companies, obviously, digital companies doing extremely well. Uh, I know the rest of the economy uh, is, uh, is very mixed in how things are working out. Uh, I wanted to just go over to Courtney and maybe ask you a little bit about trends. What, what are you seeing uh, on the paid search side uh, in regards to trends or just in general for this holiday season? What's staying the same? What's, what's changing out there?
3: Yeah, most definitely. Um, Like they both mentioned, uh, our clients saw a huge impact, whether positively or negatively, uh, March, April, May. Uh, Luckily, a lot of local businesses were able to recover during the summer months, and other B2B online lead generation also started to see a huge recovery in the summer months. Um, It's interesting. Some apparel or other online shopping businesses did see another dip towards uh, August, early September, which could be on par with what we usually see during that time period as kids start going back to school and that sort of thing, but one huge impact that is different this year than last year is that parents are at home with their kids, guiding them through their lesson plans, and that is a huge differentiator year over year, and we saw some in many markets.
1: So with the parents staying at home, what is that, you know, how do you see that impacting overall, Uh, which which maybe industries are doing well, which ones are hurting, What, what are you seeing there? with that sure, particular yeah. trend.
3: Um Most definitely, B2B, we saw an impact um, with the downward trend as you know business professionals are having to be interrupted uh, through their day-to-day to just jump in and help their kids. Online shopping or uh, additional inquiries, exploratory inquiries with other businesses dropped off during that time, um, You know, down to just, what are the necess- necessities I have to tackle in my day-to-day right now with the kids?
1: Um. I'm very interested in, uh, areas like convenience. So, I mean, people at home and, um, and they, and they have to look after their kids and they have to work. So how's, uh, how has that impacted, uh, online in regards to convenience and maybe also in regards to, you know, uh, people, people being loyal to brands
3: Sure. um, You know, one thing in particular is, uh, you know, uh, convenience, deliverability from those businesses need to be highlighted now more than ever uh, with delayed delivery times, inconsistent inventory, uh, those sort of things. Um, shoppers are having to really think about what businesses they want to go through for reliability right now. Um, Also for, uh, uh, you know, what was it? It was. Oh, I lost it. Oh, best affordable keyword has grown 60% wow. year over year. Yeah. So we need to really be thinking about that as we're guiding our clients into what keywords to focus on, whether organic or paid search.
2: So I that might tie in on that. Please go so ahead, Max. Sorry. To go with what, with, uh, I was doing some research a couple weeks ago on, I think it was an article for Maybe been for Forbes may have been our own blog I don't remember but that was a, a trend that's also been happening with when it comes to convenience versus loyalty and because when so much extra traffic has been you know moving online to try to find new products and you're seeing this a lot more now like I, I, I do sparkling water in gallons so I'm always trying to find those those co2 cartridges and now like if I search the first thing I look for is who has it available not who is carrying it so that is also actually leads to an opportunity to if there are smaller companies that do have some of these types of products or even competing products that they're not Target or they're not Walmart they're not these large companies where everyone goes that can lead to them being discovered so people aren't you know I'm not saying that no one's loyal to brands anymore but that convenience that Courtney was talking about and the availability Courtney was talking about that's that's a huge factor when it comes
1: to not just people shopping online, but where they're shopping online. Mm-hmm. So you're saying um, convenience and availability are gonna trump in many cases brand, which I think is gonna provide a great opportunity for a lot of companies that don't have a brand out there and they're competing against these companies that have a huge TV budgets, radio budgets, things like that. So that's exciting for some of our small and medium sized you know, listeners out there. Um, I wanted to maybe then talk a bit about, let's take that convenience side of things. What's happening with timing? I mean, uh, why, why are people, do you, do you see any impact uh, that COVID has on timing this year and being prepared for the holiday seasons for uh, vendors out there that are getting prepared? And maybe, uh, yeah, Matt, maybe you can chat to that as well.
2: Yeah, I'll go, I'll go high level because I know that Scott and, and Courtney can dive deep into the, the numbers but just generally you know let's take let's take two things the, the one thing i was talking about those co2 cartridges but something else everyone knows about which were more of a some places a necessity and a lot of places a necessity like you know just simple face masks early on that was a prime example of people couldn't find them in places that didn't use to carry them started carrying them and Sorry, I'm losing track of
1: the question here. Uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah, one more just, time? just the, uh, the timing, you know, like getting ready for oh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: So when, in time, especially to the holiday, thing, holiday time, just knowing something's available isn't always going to be enough. A lot of these places that carry products that are going to be in demand or are traditionally in demand for holiday season, you know, shopping, whether you're getting glasses, whatever you're getting – supply lines are not moving as quickly as they used to because they're kind of getting these ebbs and flows of bulk buying and then no one buys and bulk buying. So I think it's hard for a lot of retailers, you know, physically or online to know how much stock they need to keep. So I I think this is leading to and we're seeing that there's more early research going on for the season. There's more earlier, possibly earlier purchasing to make sure that uh, we had that issue with Amazon a few months ago, I think now, where even Prime people, you know, I think all of us are Prime, we have that two-day shipping. Well, things were coming a week, you know, it was taking a lot longer. So people, uh, that's in people's, in the back of people's minds. So I think their data is showing they're starting way earlier in order to make sure that they get what they want or that they need um, in time for the holidays and not just maybe before when we could purchase in mid-November and know we're going to get it
1: by the beginning of December. Scott, did you want to weigh in on that as well?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, just taking into consideration and uh, with our meetings with Google, they have shared some, you know, interesting insights the percentage increase in, um, you know, time on mobile devices, time on YouTube, um, time just being on the web, um, and how much that has shifted since we've started working from home. And to Courtney's point, like all those little micro interruptions throughout your day. Um, whether it's my son popping in and saying he accidentally closed out of his Zoom classroom and now I'm coming back. Um, what we're trying to take advantage of is those, those micro interruptions almost serve as a, a cue for, you know, people are sitting back down in their chairs and they're maybe checking their Facebook feed or, you know, they're, they're hopping on Twitter and going to an article um, on, to a site where there's uh, you know, opportunities with display. And so, taking this into consideration with, with timing, um, a lot of people are, are making searches for products and services that they need all throughout the day. And those micro interruptions also possibly prevent them from acting on it when they had an intent to. So, now what we can do is um, leverage custom intent audiences, for example. So, if somebody's in market for um, new computer monitors, affordable uh, home office monitors, um, and they're making the search, but they're not necessarily acting on it. There's still an opportunity to get in front of that consumer and, and highlight those products through um, display campaigns or discovery campaigns. So being able to take advantage of those people who are making more frequent searches throughout the day, browsing more products, not necessarily acting for a number of reasons. And um, now you're able to get your, your client's products in front of them at a, a very affordable, cost uh, leveraging these uh, campaign uh, networks. And um, we're, we're actually seeing a pretty positive result for a lot of our accounts where they were typically only capitalizing on that bottom funnel traffic. Um, so being able to create those custom intent audiences around um, different products or services and getting in front of those users when, when they're not converting. So that's been something we've, we've seen a big increase in our accounts and it's, it's been paying off.
1: That's really interesting. And I I heard uh, the statistic uh, from someone at Google saying that Christmas is going to come, or should I say the holiday season, um, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they're all coming really, really early this year. um, That uh, we need to get prepared earlier. And uh, I know, Scott, you spoke a lot about Google and Facebook, but I... Mm -hmm you know, no one's spoken about Amazon and how big an impact they have. I know that a lot of people use Amazon as a search engine specifically for products that they want to buy. Even last year, uh, Amazon sales were up a massive amount. Uh, Courtney, I I hear that that, uh, Amazon's going to try and shake things up by having an Amazon Prime Day in October. You want to talk a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And, and I heard from uh, some, you know, good sources basically that we believe the final Prime Day is going to be October 13th. So this was just announced about two days ago. So I personally believe that's going to be the kickstart of the holiday season. People. Time day is bigger than Black Friday, in some cases, um, where people are making their purchases. And this is the first time ever it's happening right before peak holiday season. So I think whatever uh, uh, accounts clients want to consider putting in place, measure, strategies, it needs to be done by October 13th to catch that that traffic. Um, We say 80% 80 of holiday shoppers are going to be buying early. They want to avoid crowds. Buying in person is more stressful than buying online, especially for that older demographic right now. Um, So these are huge shifts in the market and a huge benefit for our clients. Uh, I've I've been told by Google sources that um, Prime Day is historically known to be the third highest search volume day uh, of the year. That is what is estimated. my big efforts with my clients uh, on the Amazon side as well as on the Google or other search engine side is that although the ROI might not be where we want it on those days, those days should be focused on new customer acquisition for the holiday season.
1: Wow. So you brought on like so many (laughs) crazy ideas here. First of all, um, if you want to, Capitalize on the holiday season. You got to get in here early. You got to. Uh, Amazon looks like they're going to try and steal the show by coming in super early, October thirteenth. Uh, cl- uh, and this is smart because what uh, you know, Matt and Scott were saying is that um, you know people are, com- are concerned about supply chain, so they want to make sure that they've got presence in hand and that in case there's a big rush on things, they, they're gonna get there early. Um, so, very, very smart at Amazon to get in there early with this Prime Day, get things in there cheaply. So, I guess one of the takeaways is if you wanna be on Amazon, you know, and you wanna get ready, make sure you've got product available for October 13th, uh, which doesn't give, uh, you know, a lot of time to a lot of our clients. Um, and then, I just wanted to talk about another trend that I'm hearing about, which is some of the population uh, in the United States are finding things hard. Uh, They are out of work or they have got reduced hours. Um, What is that? How is that impacting? Or What do you expect that will impact when it comes to holiday shopping? Um, I don't know. Scott, do you want to take that one?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, people are adjusting to their new normals. Um, More people, as you know, we discussed earlier, more states are loosening their restrictions, more people are going back to work. So the timing with that is great. Uh, People definitely have likely dipped into their savings. So that's probably not going to be a blockbuster year for, you know, presence for, for a percentage of the population. And that's just the reality of it. Others have, you know, they've, adjusted and um maybe they're being more sensitive with the um with their income and how they're using it possibly preparing for another shutdown if things get even worse in the winter um but that all remains to be seen but point being is once again this this is still posing opportunities for uh, you know emerging businesses or businesses that can find their their space um by offering a, a you know, high quality product at a, at a lower cost. And to Courtney's point, um, what a lot of consumers will do is, is take advantage of this for that that first initial purchase and um, and sort of focusing on the lifetime value of, of that customer. Because if you can get them in the door at a reduced cost, and this is a type of product where, um, you know, you're going to need to buy it every three months or uh, maybe even the following year. If you give somebody a good customer experience, a good user experience on the website and they get the product and it meets their needs, um, now you're going to be front of mind when that consumer is ready to make a similar purchase and they'll they'll default back to you. But, um, but yeah, when it comes to price, the, there's... Still perceived value. There's a perceived um, cost of these products, and most people going online to shop. Um, yeah, they're look they're looking for the best deals, but they already have an understanding of what those price points are going to be. And regardless of um, of whatever's going on in the the economy, there there are those products that that the price is gonna remain the same. And so that may lower the total purchase volume for those types of products this year, potentially. But once again, what are the alternatives? And what are some things where people have like-minded interests or um, similar interests to that product? And now that's an opportunity for them to get in front and steal the show.
1: Yeah, so I just wanna catch, uh, maybe go over to Matt and talk about, so people looking for bargains, if people, have this uncertainty. Uh, if uh, more people are saving, because I think maybe there's a second round of COVID coming, you know, what does that mean to, uh, you know, to uh, to small businesses, people that have commodities, like Scott talked about. What what do you think uh, is going to be the impact there?
2: Well, I think there's a couple. When when Scott was talking, everything obviously is. Uh, uh, there spot on point, especially from the consumer standpoint. I think from a, what you know, businesses need to be doing also is thinking, okay, well, how am I actually positioning my product? Because it may have been before, I think before, I always i have said this forever, I'm always like, solve the problem, don't sell the product. You know, so if you're, if you're calling out features like it does X, Y, and Z, well, if you have, I, I do not have children, but Scott and, and Courtney do, and so does Bernard. So, you know, their experience, if you have a product that's going to work for families and that's going to help solve problems surrounding um, spending time with your kids or Internet connectivity so they can do their schoolwork or things like this, it's, it doesn't always mean like you're out of the shoot. that People don't want to spend money on my product, but it's how you're going to position that product to make sure it's solving the problems now, not the yeah. problems that were solved January of last year. And I do think that people are, yes, I do I think everyone understands that we're trying to, everyone's trying to save every dollar and every dime. But that doesn't mean spending is going to stop. But I do think people are going to be more selective with where they're putting their dollars. I mean, if people just didn't want to spend any extra cash, you wouldn't see Netflix subscriptions skyrocket in the last six months. I mean, really. So, but at the same time, I think more people saw that as a, ooh, I I have more time at home. This is now maybe more of a, of a necessity in a way for entertainment than maybe it was you know prior at the nice to right. have, um, <laughs> well, or if you wanted to watch Hamilton you had to get Disney Plus. But so I, I do think that that's one of the effects you're going to see is I think if brands are willing to to change up the way they're positioning, changing out the features that they're actually calling out on their on their products, that's going to help them stand out more and possibly not take as hard of a hit than if they're not willing to adapt.
1: Well, I guess what I'm uh, I'm asking and maybe I'll 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 present this to Courtney and I'll I'll <laughs> say it more directly, do we need to 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 be able to win in this upcoming holiday season? Are we going to have to discount our products? Are we going to have to have sales? Um when do we have to have those sales? If if uh, the holiday season's coming in early, is it really is is basically you know, Cyber Monday, is that going to be extended out? Are we going to be seeing just a, a race to the bottom on prices and, and trying to get people in. I love the idea that Scott had about lifetime value. We'll come back and talk about that, but just specifically now, is this something that you're seeing or expecting in regards to like bargains and sales?
3: Think it's going to be a huge factor kind of the holiday season um, for bargains and sales. Uh, I also think it's going to extend out, and again, once again, people are going to be buying earlier, they're going to be buying paycheck to paycheck, maybe. Um, and maybe going hard around the first and the 15th might do a lot for our clients uh, because they're going to need to divide up those, those gifts um, up through you know to Christmas by paycheck and then. Um, also I feel in some cases and have read that, uh, parents or the spouses, whatever the case is, they're going to be actually spoiling their family a little bit more this holiday season because 2020 hasn't been that awesome in a lot of cases. Um, so th- I feel like they're going to make up for it at that time.
1: So people have been holding on the other side. As Scott was saying on the one side, people are considering saving on the other side, Uh, a lot of families haven't gone on those expensive vacations. They because they just haven't had been able to they haven't been able to spend that much money. So maybe they just squirreling that away and making the holiday season the best ever. So maybe that's the other side of it. No
3: luxury dinners out, maybe, you know, or, um, you know, eating more at home together, not commuting, not using up those those gas, you know, dollars or, um, you know, cutting back on insurance that you might need for the car. All those little factors have definitely added up for a lot of households.
1: Cool. That makes uh, me feel a lot more optimistic about what's going (laughs) to happen. In fact, I heard the statistic that Google is saying somewhere between 30 and 40% increase in e-commerce spending. So even if the entire market is is uh, maybe the entire spend goes down, the e-commerce side is gonna be up. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, and talking about trends like that, what are the other things um, that we're seeing with physical stores? I mean, there are a lot of uh, our listeners out there, they've got their physical stores, um, and I mean, are they in trouble? What, or, or is it gonna be, do, do they have to pivot? What are your thoughts? Um, I don't know who wants to take that one, maybe. Uh, hand that back to to Matt.
2: yeah, i will I will I'll, I'll go into that, but then I'll kind of open it up because I think Scott has some things to say, and I keep cutting him off. Um, I think on high level, this kind of goes back to your you mentioned Fogo earlier, fear of going out. and but that could also be just you know fear of uh, I don't know what the fear of being touched, you know what that what what that acronym is. But if anyone I, – I have a target several blocks from my house, and in the last – I walk around, and I, for the first few months, I was hearing horns honking, and I didn't know what the heck – what is that noise I keep hearing? And now that's a new alert for, like, oh, someone's outside to pick up. So, it's a, you know, it's a car driving up, and it's a horn sound. It's like, oh, okay. So, you know, that's one part of e-commerce where it's not just buying and then having it delivered, but it's like, yeah, they're doing their purchasing, but they are also – I, I can't remember what the stat was. I really wish I could – but there's also been a big increase in people looking for part of the availability part, the local businesses, you know, even if they want to buy it online, then pick up in store. Um, you see uh, physical like Best Buy, they have a line out for pick up outside and waiting to go in the store. So I, and this isn't just, you know, big brands. I mean, every restaurant in Los Angeles has done, you know, you buy it and you have to either grub hub it. You have to have it postmated, or you wait outside and you pick it up, you know, there. So I think there's a lot of, Small companies that have been able to stay open and mid- mid-sized companies that they, that if the ones that figured out early on like okay I need to have something on my Google my business saying uh, that you know you, you can pick up in store you can order through this app or you can have it delivered easily this way um, they're going to reap the benefits you know especially during the holiday season because they're prepared um, if people haven't then that is a little more of an issue but I think what you said with I think the stat was I think it was in Q2 uh, e-commerce purchasing had gone up like 44%. So that does kind of go like people don't have you know they're not spending well they are spending they're just not spending the way they used to. Yeah. Um, so and I have I've done a whole pieces of the research on creating habits we'll go into that later but um, but I think when it comes to the, the retail versus the online um, it's more of a shift than just a, a shutdown and that this kind of comes back again to where if there's local businesses that have closed well people have to search other places to find whatever those products were and the little touch on the the pricing you know part you were talking about earlier I think part of that's also going to come into availability certain products that are become way, far more available than they used to be in more places than they used to be. And then other ones, or if the supply lines are squeezed, maybe the pricing volatility is not as big of an issue just because it's not as widely available, like Peloton bikes or something like that. Um, Scott or Courtney?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I remember those first weeks of, of the shutdown. My first trip to Costco, I was fueled with anxiety you know, it was like every little thing I was just, you know, high alert. And over time, we, we've all adjusted. We all know the best practices. Now we all have the social understanding of, of what to do and what not to do. And with the holiday season, um, I think it's going to be a big opportunity for people to seek things that are normal to them that provide that Sense of normalcy and, and comfort and part of that is the holiday shopping experience. Is it going to be different? Yes, but there's also that um, that you know feel good you know sort of feeling when you're you're going out and you're shopping at your favorite places or you're doing your yearly uh, ritual of going to your favorite stores and and buying all the little things that um, you know your family members love and they've appreciated year after year. So with that being said, I think there is a huge opportunity for brick and mortar locations. Um, it's going to vary significantly based off of your location. I know me being in you know Camarillo and Ventura County, it's it's a little bit less um, you know population dense than something like LA, and so I really don't have those firsthand experiences of of what that's been like. But I definitely have seen a. Um, almost like an enhanced need to get out and visit your favorite stores. And we've seen that a lot locally just in, in the past month or so. Um, small examples of this are even like the farmer's market. It was completely shut down and every single week as I'm you know, running around doing my errands, you're seeing it get back to normal and you're still seeing people practice all of those you know COVID uh, social distancing measures and what have you. But um, I think the fact that there, we were kind of trained into what we should be doing when we're out and about. Um, it's, it's gonna provide a big opportunity for those uh, physical retail locations to offer their own discounts or specials or you know, something enticing to
1: get people back in the door, and it'll be really interesting to watch. That is really interesting. Um, just to add to this, I heard uh, from Google saying that there's gonna be more research online And then people are going to spend less time in the stores because they're worried about the time in the store. And then, so they've made all their decisions. They found out, for instance, Target or Best Buy or whatever has this product in stock and they're just going to go in, pick it up and leave. What do you think about that, Courtney? Does that ring true to you? Yeah,
3: most definitely. That's what I was going to say. Stores have basically been reduced to a transaction point. So everyone's making uh, their discovery and their decisions online and then going to the store for a curbside pickup, perhaps. Um, it says that curbside pickup actually grew 3,000% uh, globally, year over year.
1: Wow. That's a huge, massive, massive number. Um, do you think that it's going to be something we'll see for years to come or it's only a COVID? Oh, yeah.
3: I think it's going to change how everyone does shopping in the future.
1: So in a way, you know, some of those- I'm to jump in on that real quick. Yeah. I'm going to jump on that okay. real quick. We've
2: got to throw this in later, but this this is something, um, because I think Courtney and I, we both, we're, we both, and I'm sure a lot of us we're in marketing, we were interested in psychology and human behavior. And so I was doing some, some research for another article because I was thinking- at this point, I think right now, I think in California the the stay-at-home orders, if you went from that, was I think it was been mid March, like fifteen, March 15 19th, something, yeah. something in there. And so tallying up the days were um, of this any kind of restriction, we're at 180, 190 days somewhere in there right now, maybe a little bit more. Well, to develop a habit, if you're trying to consciously develop a new habit, it ranges from around 20 to 254 days, with the average being for an automatic habit for the average person being around 66 days. So even if it's not conscious, and even if they everything opened up full tomorrow, I think enough time has gone by to go with what Courtney was saying, that even if it's not conscious, a lot of these habits are gonna stick in some way, shape, or form for a long
1: time. So, uh, so Courtney, I understand that Amazon is, you know, been so successful. I think a lot of people think about going shopping and they go straight to Amazon, but both Facebook and Google are providing mechanisms to really compete on this e-commerce side. I'd like to start with you just talking about some of the areas that Google is trying to really capture more market share when it comes to e-commerce this holiday season. Are there any areas that, uh, or any new features that you've seen that Google's doing that uh, our listeners should be aware of?
3: Sure, absolutely. Um, Some items that Google has recently implemented, are you can create special conversion goals in Google uh, where you associate a conversion value with a new customer acquisition. And you can have that feed into your, your into your campaigns. And then you can also choose the campaigns that you want to focus on that specified new customer acquisition goal. Um, so there's those options. Upper funnel is obviously important for discovery campaigns and YouTube uh, for new customer acquisition. It's ideal to have that full funnel, especially as we're entering the holiday season. And then another interesting factor um, bringing Amazon into the mix is you can actually measure at the campaign level, at the ad group level, and the product level new to business sales. So you have your Amazon ad sales, and then you have your Amazon new business to add sales, and you can measure the impact of those Amazon ad efforts with brand new customers.
1: Okay. Well, I just want to, I want to stay on Google for a second and just tell me if you think this is a, a, uh, if it's really helping retailers or not, but Google announced earlier in the year that they're offering these free product feeds. So you can take your product inventory and you can put it on Google for free. Are those products showing up? Is this just a ploy or is it a real benefit to our listeners out there that have a whole lot of inventory? Should they be just putting all this product on Google? Is it going to show up? Um, Have they got a chance against the paid ads?
3: Most definitely. Um, we've experienced this with a number of our clients already that are set up in the merchant center. It's just a simple setting in the merchant center to say that you want to show on all Google services. So make surfaces. So make sure you have that enabled in the merchant center and it allows um, your product feed to then uh, show in, in, in Google organically um, below the paid listings, or I've even seen it up on the right-hand side of Google. It's very interesting.
1: Great. Well, I'm going to move over to Scott. Scott's our expert on social media. What is uh, happening on social media? What trends? What's new? I know last year, the big thing was you could start buying products on Facebook. Um, uh, is Facebook, Instagram, are they doing anything special for the holidays?
0: Um, Facebook and Instagram themselves, it's, it's uh Nothing incredibly newsworthy that that I've seen one of the biggest uh, things talked Around the uh, paid social community and a lot of the forums that I follow and groups on Facebook is um, Is a big change to uh, ad creatives Facebook is removing the 20% um, text limit on ad images which historically has been a big um, head scratcher because you know, we, we want to utilize that space in the creative to advertise um, specific discounts or promotions. And um, so that's going to be something really exciting to play around with. Because before, if you did have over that 20 tool, um, your reach would be severely limited. So now you can have more standard ads that um, are static and they just are in your face about what it is they're offering, and you're not confined to just putting that into about this much space of the actual creative. <laughs> so that's something I'm excited about. It's something I've always wanted to take advantage of. Um, usually we have to go into taking those static images and turning them into some type of you know, video creative slideshow type thing. Um, so that's one. But a couple other things happening outside of Facebook that are providing a lot more opportunities. Um, I would say our developers creating new plugins for different web platforms that make, you know, feed management and integration a lot easier or, you know, pixel installation a breeze. So, some of the things that have seemed like maybe too like technical for some business owners, there's a lot of emerging players, um, you know, independent developers who are providing these new resources that it's making. Um, just you know, their lives a lot easier. And we've been actually able to take advantage of a few of these for some of our clients. Now, one other thing that is gonna be interesting on Facebook, and this goes back to um, one of the questions discussed earlier with what are businesses doing with the holiday shopping season starting early. This is a conversation that we're having with a lot of our e-commerce clients as well because it's gonna be an extended holiday buying season So what we've seen is some of our clients come to us as well as us reaching out to them and saying, you need to have your own version of Black Friday and you need to figure out when it makes sense for you. Um, We have seen, you know, some people wanting to do this the first week of November, uh, taking into consideration that Amazon's looking to do something in October, but coming up with their own branded, you know, Black Friday type promotion where they're fitting in between everything else and really deep d- digging deep into those remarketing audiences um, to get in front of them again and say, hey, you, you haven't bought yet. This is your chance, you know? Um, so those are a few things kind of going on in the background that we've been watching and seeing with our clients and you know, just strategi- strategizing um, with them. So it's gonna be really, really exciting and interesting to see how this all pans out. That's great. Very
1: interesting. So now I know everybody's thinking, I'm going to the holiday season. Which are the hot products? Which are the ones that, um, you know, we really (laughs) uh, should look out for? Like who's gonna do really well? Um, Are there ways for us to look for trends? I know Google has a trends, trends trends.google.com for those of you who haven't looked at that, but um, we're seeing a lot of that um, on social media as well. Scott, uh, I know I'd like to go back to you and maybe ask that question. Like oh, yeah. who who should be like cheering, like they're going to do really, really well. Like during the lockdown, we saw, um, or anything to do with the home. Of course, people were just buying stuff like crazy for their homes. Cause they all of a sudden it's like, wow, we're stuck at home. Let's, uh, they get, they're getting upset about the backyard. They're getting upset about what's, you know, their monitor that they have to work uh, at home. What's the holiday season going to, going to, going to look yeah. like for
0: well, products? To that point you just mentioned there were a lot of early adopters who were like hey i'm working from home i'm going all out i'm getting my home office set up and you know all the bells and whistles there's going to be a lot of people who were um maybe adjusting in a similar sense but to meet other needs so they weren't necessarily investing in themselves or their own home office but now it's that opportunity for the wife or significant other to um, get them that new keyboard that they've been talking about and wanting, or the, the the new monitor set. So anything home office related, we are still expecting to see um, really strong sales, as well for you know more personalized items or um, just things to make it a little bit more fun to work from home. I guess you can say so. New um, you know audio speakers, new um, you know LED backed uh, keyboards and extended monitors, things of that nature. We're we're excited to see what the opportunities are there but outside of that as well COVID has served as a great opportunity for people to explore um, maybe past hobbies that they kind of grew distant from or picking up new hobbies. Um, Baking is something that I'm still doing since COVID started. It started with the bread making like everyone else and now we're doing uh, you know lots of homemade just sweets and other things that we need where historically we just go out and buy it why not make it from home now we know how but now I have a need for, I want my new you know KitchenAid mixer. I want my new baking pans because the ones that I've been using and you know, throwing in the oven over and over again aren't doing the same good things that they were previously. So anything with home office, anything with those at-home hobbies, whether it's gardening, baking, um, home exercise as well. To Matt's point earlier with Peloton, they're doing great still. Um, and once again, it, it serves up as an, as an opportunity for smaller players to enter the space and, and fill those, those gaps as well. And in terms of apparel, we're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, search trends increasing around the at home lounge wear. So these are like your joggers, your sweats, your hoodies, things that make it comfortable to work from home. And this is really exciting as well. I saw an article I wish I had it in front of me, but, um, but champion the the clothing brand they um, offer products wholesale to um, you know independent businesses and you can put your logo on it you can do whatever you really want with it and it's a high quality uh, piece of apparel that you can put your name on and, and market for yourself so that were this is a huge opportunity for more um, whether it's drop shippers or people who are you know looking to come up with their own clothing brand really affordable um, and you can have a lot of fun with it too because you can make these almost like memeable pieces of clothing um, that make it, you know, fun to their interests. I know I get advertised constantly for like PPC, like pay-per-click and paid social related swag. Um, and I think that's really cool. And so I, I would only, you know, there's opportunities in every interest segment um, for, you know, new players to enter that space and take advantage of people's needs.
1: Fantastic. So maybe um, go around a little bit and, and talk about like what best practices out there. Matt, did you wanna, or, or did you wanna weigh in on what Scott was talking about? Are there any other products uh, or best practices? You know, Who's gonna do well? Who's got a great opportunity out there? I mean, I, I think, and
2: this, this may kind of go into an area where we haven't really touched on, but it, Scott briefly touched on it, but uh, basically it's that whole self-care industry. I think at, at this point, a lot of things, like I know Bernard and I, we would go to the same gym chain, and those have been closed down for a long time. And and uh, so, like, I have a good friend um, in Orange County who she works at a gym, a small independent gym, and they were very early on this. This comes back to the point of the trends, um, And they early on started installing cameras in their gym so they could do virtual training sessions. And now they've they've already been getting requests for, can I give like a three-month training session as a gift that you can do on Zoom? And they're like, Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think um, I know that I've already been looking for, and pe- I have other people have been asking about giving away subscriptions to home, you know, home delivery things. Or can I give away a year of Netflix? Can I give away, you know, those kinds of things where, since a lot of, uh, I'll just say the uh, extraneous things we may have done that a lot of us maybe aren't doing anymore. Um, we we know pretty much what our fa- friends and family what they need and what they've been doing. So if we can, you know, give you know, proactively give that for six months, I think that's going to be an interesting trend to see what happens there. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, I, I think Scott nailed it as far as best practices go. I don't really have a whole lot to add on that. I think okay, great. Sure, Courtney has some things in there too.
3: Sure. I mean, yeah, you guys both nailed. Um, what you're seeing there and what you expect to see. I think the only thing I would add in is headwear. Um, I'm seeing continuing to see a huge spike in headwear as people are are doing outdoor outdoor activities as that's um, sort of the safest option. Uh, hiking, walking, um, that sort of thing. Um, and then just as far as best practices, I'm I'm telling my clients that we need to start implementing certain things now, so we're prepared for that spike that could start happening mid-October. Um, little things that we're working together on is making sure there's a customer match list uploaded the account so we can utilize um, that feature and look-alike audiences. Um, responsive search ads and responsive display ads need to be implemented now if they aren't implemented yet. We don't want to lose out on auction opportunity because uh, we only have expanded text ads implemented. Um, let's say merchant center health, huge. Make sure that's fixed now um, before the holiday season. Site speed, uh is an easy one to tackle uh before then as well um countdown ads are a great idea for promotions leading into the holiday season you only have three more days to take advantage of this offer um i think those are my biggest items i'm focusing on and
0: a few i got a few more on the paid social side too i see oh. matt your are in your hand
3: uh, <laughs>
2: after you after you
0: yeah, just, just to kind of expand on one of, you know, Courtney's uh, items as well with the Merchant Center Health, um, it's not uncommon for some advertisers to have maybe a chunk of products that are quote unquote disapproved because they're out of stock, but they say, oh, leave it in there because we're going to restock that later. You do not want to have any disapproved items in your feed going into the holidays because God forbid something happens where now one of your products got disapproved, it's maybe your bestseller. And if you typically have maybe a patch of red in there where your client's saying, oh, no, no, leave it because we'll restock it soon, you want to make sure that whatever's in that that feed is live. That way, if you do see that first line of red for a disapproved item, you're investigating that and getting it back online. Um, A few other things when it comes to paid social, invest time and thought into your creative it's going to be competitive this season, everyone's going to be vying for those, you know, consumer dollars. And this doesn't mean that your video has to be costly. Um, It can be recorded directly on your phone and edited with edited on your phone or using a uh, simple editing platform like Animoto or something like that. But putting thought into your creative to make it fun to make and it depends on your brand image, right? It's not you're not always going to get to be like fun and silly. But we've seen tons of success when people are able to get a little bit tongue in cheek with it. And it, you know, it, it doesn't cost anything more than that, but what it does require is, you know, coming up with, um, maybe, you know, just brainstorming internally, um, and just to figure out what's going to help you, uh, really have that thumb stopping effect as people are scrolling. And another thing that we are really encouraging is monitor your comments. Monitor the activity for your paid ads, especially during the holiday season, because that's when you're likely to be spending a significant amount more than you typically would month over month. And we have seen single comments completely slow down the performance or kill um, the performance of certain campaigns because somebody had a bad experience and they're airing it out. Um, And on this, you know, the other side of that coin, it it. monitoring your comments serves as an awesome opportunity for you to um, you know, provide that little nudge or that feedback that is going to result in that person making a transaction where maybe they're just sitting on the fence and maybe they were just dropping a comment to um, maybe voice a concern or ask a question and people love it when the brand reaches out and responds directly to them in that, you know, same comment thread and just saying, you know, Uh, Hey, Megan, we, uh, we have, you know, new colors and styles for our our headwear, you know, check it out at the link below. And it's really fun as an advertiser and a social media user. I'm always, I'm the weird one who's always clicking on the ads and reading all the engagements. I love to see how brands are responding to that um, that social feedback. Some of them do great. Um, Other times users hijack those, those ads and they just run with them and it doesn't look good. <laughs> so those are a couple of best practices for paid social as well. Thank you.
1: Matt, I head, had, yeah,
2: go for it. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is because, um, and this is just something that, it's one of those things I think we all think about and it's easy to just kind of go under the radar don't neglect your own e-commerce site and the experience you're giving people on those sites. So a couple things that, you know, you I'm finally seeing more of from some brands that I shop from, one is, you know, consolidate your product line. If you have – what I mean by that is if someone hits a page that has a product, that has a shirt, you know, something crazy like this, um, well, if you have six different color schemes for that shirt, don't make them – don't cause friction by them having to go back to the search results and then go back to the, put all those options in there that they can click through and see what those are. So it gives you that's six that's 600% more of an opportunity to convert somebody. So I mean, make sure that everything is giving a fantastic user experience on desktop and on one of these guys, and it, anywhere that you can reduce buyer friction in your checkout. So a, don't hide your costs. If there's going to be a shipping cost, point that out up front. You know, don't surprise them with an extra $10 shipping charge when they go to checkout, because that's why you have abandoned shopping carts. And uh, one other thing that, uh, because Bernard, and I think a lot of people, and I'm the only odd person out, I'm not an Apple user, like I'm not an iPhone user, but so sometimes I don't think about how important Apple Pay may be as a digital wallet on your checkout. So if you just offer like, I have a Visa and MasterCard option. Well, what about Google Pay? What about Android Pay? What about Apple Pay? You know, make sure that you have say, obviously safe and secure checkout and more than two options for people to use because you don't want to miss out on someone who's ready to purchase but they can't purchase with what they're used to purchasing with and you're just kind of out of luck. So make sure you reduce friction, you clearly consolidate your, your best products and uh, you have safe and secure uh, checkout
1: options. Yeah, great. all of these are such great tips. I wanted to just add a couple of SEO uh, suggestions in there as well. Uh, Google's brought out a lot of Google My Business enhancements. Um, you can, uh, and please just go in there, and there are so many different questions that they have in Google My Business right now. Fill them all out, whatever is appropriate to you. Uh, for instance, do you provide curbside pickup? They're uh, even feeding inventory into uh, each of the locations for companies that have multiple locations. So, for instance, is that product in stock or not in stock that's a brand new feature that just came out today actually and they're uh, obviously having your your hours of operation and all the uh, you know your images and videos updated any q and a's i answered those are all super super important um so just to round up i know uh, national positions is uh, offering some uh, help during this holiday season, Matt? Um, what can uh, our clients expect, or what can people expect out there that are listening to this podcast that just want a little bit of help from uh, someone yeah. like National Positions? Yeah, for
2: sure. Well, for one, I mean, this is high level and this is something we're encouraging everyone, especially in the e commerce side, because that's obviously where the opportunity is going to be. A um, couple things. One, of course, we have our you know our complimentary consultation so if you want us to take a look at your e-commerce site you want courtney or you know to check out your how your google ads are structured and where you may be missing out an opportunity or maybe how how you can test better facebook advertising with scott you know we always have that available to you but something else we're doing um we've just recently started including uh shopping feeds shopping and product feeds for places like google shopping and amazon and these places where I mean, anyone, quite honestly, anyone has access if they want to go and do this themselves, but its it can be a time-consuming thing to take on. And just like Scott said, if you have, you know, maybe you have 20 products, you know, on Amazon, but you haven't structured them correctly, they could be rejected, and all of a sudden you're not showing on Amazon. So anyone who's uh, running an e-commerce campaign, especially for the holidays, you know, we're including those feeds, you know, in those campaigns, so we will – you know, we'll optimize that, we'll do all that for you, and, and have full transparent reporting for everybody so you can see what's happening. So that's probably the biggest opportunity and need. So that's something we're, that's available
1: right now. So we're in for a very exciting holiday season, Expected to be bigger than ever before, 30-40%. Um, expect that more shopping is happening because people are scared of going out. For those retail stores, make sure that uh, you have all your inventory online, People do that shopping uh, and investigation up front so they can pick up via curbside or they spend those time in the stores. Um, everything's coming earlier this year, so make sure to, at least that's what I'm hearing, so make sure that you are prepared as soon as possible for this holiday season. You are going to be in for a very competitive market. There's going to be a lot of sales. There's going to be a lot of comparative uh, shopping going on. There's not a lot of loyalty, so that's good for brands that are just breaking in. Uh, I think this is going to be a super exciting time. Thank you so much to Matt, Scott, Courtney. You guys are awesome, and thank you everyone for tuning in to this uh, this uh, digital breakthrough podcast. We really appreciate all your time and. Please reach out to us at National Positions if you need any help to be successful this holiday season. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you for having me. Y'all take care.
1: You've been listening to Digital Breakthroughs,
0: featuring experts in all the areas of cutting-edge digital marketing.
2: Digital Breakthroughs is hosted by Bernard May, CEO of leading social media and digital marketing agency, National Positions. Located
0: online at nationalpositions.com.